Welcome back, dear listeners. Just to recap on what we last heard, the tantric and passionate mead making of Mr. Foster and dear Oboe. If you thought you would escape the cigarette after sex, think again. I will not suffer through this alone. That was... uh... Really something. Yeah. Can you tell why they call me Spanner? Because of the, the, the weird gap between shape for our pleasure if you catch me drift. It was uh, big in the 30s. Right. <laughs> uh, well, um, gosh, I really have to feed my cat. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I have to feed my actual cat, Catty Lapone. Is everything all right? Yeah, of course. Well, no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about my mother. <laughs> Weird fantasy, but each to their own, I suppose. I had this one about the uh, the tariff. The no, 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 not like that. Just, just thinking about her and the, the town overlord. Sorry, you you had a what about the tariff? It doesn't matter. Uh, that sounds like a fantasy to me. Would you piss off? It's it's not. It's just he had this weird birthmark on his forehead that just looked so familiar. I swear, someone we know has it. I, I, I can't place it. I, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that since we, you know, all Spanner. Though I'm not sure how comfortable I am with that name now either. I don't. I don't actually think I have a daddy kink anymore. I think you, you've cured me. Oh, right. I am actually not so much into the loose, wrinkly skin that covers every inch of your body or the fact that every inch of you smells like cigarettes and piss or that you kept having to take breaks to catch your breath because your joints were hurting you. I think it's time for me to date someone my own age. Thank you so much. I think we should just be friends. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll see myself out then. This was nice. See you at the hub uh, and... And don't forget you're on toilet duty for the next five cycles. <laughs> and with that, Foster stood up to leave Oboe's abode, walking his flaccid, undercooked pancake ass lined with sad wrinkles to the door. Is, is he not going to... Listeners, he, he, he's forgotten to get dressed. Oboe has picked up his clothes and is shouting at him, but it's too late. He's opened the front door to... Oh! Hey, Lori J. Well, Mr. Foster, I'd ask if there was a spanner in your pocket or if you're just pleased to see me, but it looks like it's one and the same. Oh, Bo, you didn't tell me I was bleeding streaking around the gaff. I was just enjoying the view, Foster. It's so nice to see two friends be so mature about something. Well, 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 Obi, babe, I didn't know you had it in you. Sleeping with your boss? That is such a hashtag girl boss move. You know me, just a total boss bitch. Just getting ready for rehearsal now. I'll, I'll be two minutes. Uh, before you go, Mr. Foster, just a quick word. If like a crazy, hot, innovative, sexy bitch wanted a very special brew made, one of the like explosive persuasion, would you be like totally down? Uh, I haven't dabbled in pyrotechnics in years. Gave it up cold turkey during the lock corporation lockdown of 34, but I suppose if the price was right, I could uh, whip something up. Oh, that's hot. I can see what I'll be seizing you. My intern will be in touch. Well, what an unlikely pairing. Lori J is really a hashtag networking queen. <laughs> now it's time for the first rehearsal. I cannot wait to see how this turns out. We join our cast and crew neck deep in the climactic scene of the propaganda play. (laughs) Based on a movie created at the dawn of the 21st century, the legacy of this story has survived generation after generation. A tale about defying gender expectations, about survival in a foreign environment, and the most important lesson of all, how to rock hot pink in a courtroom. And that is how my defendant is not guilty, your honor. 
Order! Order in the court! You mean to tell me that you, a blonde law student, has cracked this murder case? <laughs> cracked like a dropped compact, your honor. Then I find the defendant not guilty. But if he didn't do it, then who did? All the evidence clearly points to one person, your honor. My misogynist ex-boyfriend, Warner. No! <gasps> First, my dumb blonde ex-girlfriend becomes a lawyer before me. Then she charges me with murder. How could this day get any worse? Bailiff, take them to the electric chair immediately. Congrats, Miss Woods. You've proven that even blonde women have a place in society. <laughs> Ellie, thank you for helping me, the super hot male lawyer, defend my client. Maybe we could get a coffee in my place sometime. I don't know. I should really get back to the office. I have a lot of paperwork to fill out. Just kidding. Who wants shots? Bailiff, turn the music up. Dun, 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 dun. Stop! Everybody stop! Wow. Well done, everyone. I think we're really getting... That was dreadful! I've seen Lord J's dog give a better performance than that. Where is the emotion? The pain? The je ne sais quoi, the voulez-vous coucher à mes soir? You hear that, everybody? Do better, like me. Tell us, your character is being charged for murder. You're at the lowest point in your life, and you scream no, like a kid being told they will get no candy. Unacceptable. I want to hear the sorrow in that scream. I want to hear it from the depths of hell. Um is there anything I could improve on, Dyer Hector? Elbow, oh, well, where was the last? You are a super hot male lawyer wanting this young upstart blonde, and yet I feel nothing. Completely unacceptable. I know you're an innocent little minstrel, so this may be hard for you to understand, but you must have, I don't know, some sort of kink, some kind of bizarre fetish that you can tap into, no? And what about me? Winter! Ah, I've got you there, to be completely honest. Exactly what I want from the person cast to stand around and do nothing. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Give it up. Why am I suddenly playing the ballad who stands around and does nothing? I thought that was Telus's role. Yes. Why does some change in casting, Gallopers? I, uh, you know, don't overthink it. I have the best interest of the show at heart. Well, the whole thing is a blooming sham. You're all of the mark by a mile. Listen to me. <laughs> Nay! Firsteth my dumbest, blundeth, exeth wench becomes a lawyer beforeth myself. Then if she gets up the charges with murder, how couldeth this dayeth get any worse? Wowith! Dearest! That was heavenly, if fremeth the toppeth. And if so is, ooh, giving Macbeth cheese, excuse me. <laughs> and so they run the scene again and again and again and again and again until they can run it no more. And eventually our dear Dio proclaims, Now that's what I'm talking! Now that's what I'm talking about! Exactly what I wanted, guys, well done! Okay, now, I'm going to call it a day there, everybody. But before I go to the hub for a glass of mead, I just want to say that... Yeah, before you all go, I, I just want to say that... I just want to say that you're all higher than average. And you have, well, you have touched my standards for acting. Thank you and good night. Specific praise you want to give out, Dyer, for anyone in particular? No. Not even a little bit of love or live or laugh? No. What about. Uh... Oh, definitely not. Not even to. Alas, there is one special thank you to be made. <laughs> Caliper. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, it's nothing dire. Just a little artistic seasoning, some salt and pepper. Caliber, thank you for agreeing just now to tidy everything away, sweeping the clay up off the floor, oh, and locking the door on your way out. Great work, everybody. Three cheers, etc. The cast trail out of the rehearsal space one by one, leaving only Glass and McFadden sitting on his own hands clasping his sad little guitar. Mr. Foster knocks on the door and comes in, his ever-present paddy-capped clasp between his own hands. Uh, sorry there, ass. You didn't see Hobo, did you? Ew. Sorry, I, uh, I wasn't listening. I was uh, staring, walking this lonely road, the only road that I've ever known. I don't know where it goes, but I know it's just me. And I walk For alone sake, and it's home Bella. to me. She left you over two years ago. Would you cop on? Two years is but a blink of an eye in the cataclysm I am living. I need to, to, to get out of this compound for, for good. Son, you just need to get yourself a hobby. Making mead, clay surfing, getting the fuck out of my bar, you know? Why are you looking for oboe anyway? Why wouldn't I be looking for oboe? She works here. Defensive? Not defensive, pal. I'm looking for me employee. Someone uh, threw up by the maid fountain. <laughs> sure, you old dog. <laughs> What'd you do, fuck or something? Would you go away, you little creep? You're sick. You have a sick mind, ass McFadden. Corp's sake! You actually did! Oh, my corp! You actually did! I should have known you don't look as dead as you usually do. You better watch your mouth, you dirty bollocks. I'll put some fucking manners on you, right? Go on. <laughs> How was it? I hear she does this this thing with her fingers. Calls it the uh, the Obinator Glucatron 3000. I'll tell you what. Won't be able to piss for a bleeding week. I got me special brew to be making and all. That's the stuff. Was she all... Uh... Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I want you in my room. Let's spend the night together. Now until forever. Boom, 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 boom. I want you to go boom. Let's spend this night together. Together in my room. I was uh, shaped specially for our pleasure if you catch me drift. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, that's enough of that heteronormativity. Oh god, now we're back with this bag of moldy old bones, Goody Proctor. Jesus Christ, can one of you just write him off already? Ugh. I guess I have to just set the scene again. So, <clears throat> this is everyone's least favourite shriveled up grape of a human on his way to the community help for another night of drinking away the sorrows that he forgot centuries ago. Anyway, and look, oh, it's one of my favorites, Winter. Come through, Winter. Yes, Queen. Yes, Santa House down. Boots Gaga. Yes, Mama. Come on. Oh, Goody. Goody. Hello. Can you hear me? Who is it? Oh, 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 Winter. Dear sweet little goody baby Winter, the apple of mine thigh. What a fool I have been. Of course it was you. I'd recognize that sing-song beautiful English lift anywhere. Come, child. <clears throat> Come. <clears throat> Come and support your old wise leader as we walk. Of course. Now, and this could just be my withering brain talking, but I'm not as whipper-smart as I once was, you know. <laughs> I used to be able to count to numbers you can't even fathom. I was... I was a genius, just as Sir Goody Will Hunting was. You, you know, I met him once. You did? Mm, mm, he was strangely hairy, as if he was more dog than man. Are you sure you didn't just meet a dog? Oh, a dog? Where? It better be that, not be that horrible thing, BJ. Get away from me, pest. No, calm down. There's no dog here. BJ is, is with Laurie J, getting ready for the... For what, child? Pray, has my ear fallen off again? I can't hear you. Hello? Oh. Uh, no, no, Goody, your ear is still there. You don't need to shout. Okay. Oh, sorry. So what is it? What is, what is, what is, what is Laura J getting ready for? Hmm? Nothing, nothing. 
just another girl boss convention. Yeah, not another. I've only just managed to get the smell of sandalwood out of my toupee. Uh, but Goody Winwin, shouldn't you be aiding her in her quest? I've heard you are quite the right-hand man to our dearest Goody Jeans. Hmm? Oh, uh, well, actually, I took the night off. I wanted to spend some time with my old friend. Old friend? <laughs> my dearest Winter, we are but the oldest of friends. Heavens above and below, I remember when you knocked on my door, covered in clay dust after, after, after the accident. Oh, gosh, what a horrid day. I never thought I should recover. I remember. You gave me a home-cooked meal of mead and slightly warm mead and told me everything would be all right. Mm, yes, although if my fragile memory serves correct, I, I remember I sang to you in a, in a soothing but beautiful way. S something like this. You own... Oh, I, 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 I don't think we need a reenactment here. We both remember what happened. Well, if you, well, if you insist, goody gold season, if you insist. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Now, this could just be my imagination, but I fear there's something plaguing your mind, dear suck, dear child. Now, out with it. Out, damned spot. <laughs> little, little joke. Well, actually, I was just thinking about all those years you took care of me after my parents died, and I, I thought I would be given up to the co-op destined for a life being cared for by creepy robots, never to see anyone from Orphley ever again. Well, I was never going to let that happen. I made a promise to your parents to keep my good eye out for you. I am a person of my word, as long as I can remember it. <coughs> oh, God. oh, goodness gracious me, these oxygen corpus acts of mine are getting worse by the day. <coughs> I know it's probably not... It wasn't exactly how you imagined spending your respite retirement years, but we had a pretty good time, didn't we? Oh, Winnie, we had the best of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Goody, for everything. I wouldn't be here without you. And in truth, Goody Winnie Boobs, and don't tell anyone I said this. I have, a, I have a fierce biker chick reputation to keep up, but I wouldn't be here without you either. If you hadn't crawled in through my door that night, I, I would have just wasted away at the hub much more plus rapide than I actually have. Just lamenting about my lost over and, and the illicit clay mine sex. Oh, good grief, good corp, those were the days. Oh, Goody, I, I'm so sorry. You made an old corpse act very happy, Winter. V very happy indeed. <laughs> oh, Goody, I I'm so sorry. Oh, sweet child, there's no need to be sorry. No, you must be proud. You have an excellent head on your shoulders and a subpar head of hair to go with it too. You must, you must hold them high. But what if I don't? What if I've done some bad things to good people? Oh, corporation's sake, sweet babe. Do you not think everyone in this sorry excuse for a town has done bad things? <laughs> We're all as rotten as this earth. <coughs> I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. Even your good angel, Goody Proctor, has done some less than questionable things. You know that lover? The one from the, the sex in the mines? Yes, yes. Oh, well... <laughs> He was getting a bit clingy. All this talk of wand of sex and the light, not surrounded by mining tools and dust, or <laughs> was all too much. So I sold him out to the corpse, said he was eating the clay. They shipped him off to even awfuler. I never heard from him again. But I thought you said it was a tragic star-crossed lover's story. Oh, it was. Oh, yes, it was. But they die in the end, silly child, and I wasn't going to die in the end. Not my style. I'd rather die slap-bang in the middle. Much more exciting. Oh, goody the drama. So you see, little, little goody winter, no one has a perfect record. Even your saviour and guiding lights are goody. Oh, Goody, thank you. Oh, for what, my dear? I am but a helper in the greatness of your life. You have been the greatest of helpers. But, but maybe don't go to the hub tonight. Just go and charge your oxygen corpse axe up. 
rest a bit. <laughs> what a foolish suggestion. No, dear, my oxygen cop sacks barely charge anymore. Please, don't go out tonight. For me? Oh, you are very sweet, Winter, but I will do as I please. I have for my entire elongated existence, but I greatly appreciate your concern and it has been duly noted. All right. Uh, oh, chin up, cherub. It might never happen. Definitely will. What? Speak up, child. My, my no. ear fell off. Oh, nothing. Sorry, I meant nothing. Oh, and look, we're here. Well, if you do insist on going to the hub, well, insist I do. I shall see you in the morrow, Goody Winnie, when the doves fly and the clay is fresh. Okay. And Winter. Yes? Your parents and I are very proud. You are a good human and an even better person. Now fly, my pretty fly. Oh, sweet Goody Foster and my wonderful Goody Obo boobies. <coughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Goodbye, Goody. No. <laughs> You're kind. I'm not. I can't. These aren't tears, okay? It's just bodily fluids and mixture of breath that I'm taking at the moment. Okay, leave me alone. And with that, we come to two of our most pretentious, unlikable characters. Her Majesty Diarist Hectorus, and the man named after the thing used to measure the distance between the amount of fucks I give about this whole thing. They're sitting outside, soaking up the sun, smoking claygarettes, and... Oh, look. Oh, oh my god, they're about to talk about their feelings. Oh, my god. Disgusting! Oh, hey, D.H. Please don't call me that. Why not? I don't want to get into it. Uh, want the claygarette? <laughs> no thanks, Dyer. They make my asthma go nuts. Pity. You know, I think this is our problem, Big D. We don't communicate. Communication is good for us, you know. As a directing duo, it's good to talk about things, you know. I don't really feel like talking right now. Come on, we need to do this. You have literally said nothing of substance this entire time. And if this was a play, we need to flesh you out as a character. You yourself would accuse us of poor characterization. Go on, talk about your uncle who tragically died in a battery acid accident or something. I need some emotion here, Dyer. Uh, well, I suppose it all started with uh, my father who, you know. Yeah, you know, I have a pretty strange dad situation too, actually. See, I was actually raised in one of those corp orphs. And for the three of you still listening to this, a corp orf is a corporate orphanage. Yeah, see, my mom wasn't really around. They told me she fell into a pit of spikes immediately after I was born. Literally, like, ten seconds afterwards. Who pushed her? Pity they didn't do it ten seconds earlier, huh? And you see, I never really knew my dad. The nuns in the corp orf told me he was some middle manager, quality coordinator or something. I did meet him once. I was so happy when the nuns told me he was coming that I shit my pants. I swear to Corp, just shit them and I had to get them all dressed up and then everything. He was very tall. Bald. His face kind of looked like it had been hit with a shovel almost. Uh, don't give me any ideas. And you know, his eyes, they kind of like bulged out of his head. But everything else on his face was very small. Small lips, small nose, small moustache. Little birthmark on his forehead. He only came for a minute. Saying so he needed a signature for something or another. Didn't even say hello to me, really. Just shoved the clipboard in my face and told me to sign. And he was gone. Out the door like a puppy on crack. Didn't even say goodbye. And here I was thinking they'd take me off with him. Whisk me off to some pretty little studio apartment on Mars. Stupid. Sometimes I'm just so stupid, Tyre. Oh, gallopers. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to say all that. I just wanted to talk to you. Talk to you like real people do. Corp. Families, am I right? Jesus Christ, this is all a bit fucking terror, isn't it? Ugh, I'm off to do a little bumpy wumpy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for not listening to you. Or, or talking to you. Or, or just generally respecting you as a person. You're just so easy to disrespect, Gallopers. You know, I'm the AD, DH. That's just how it goes. We're designed to be kicked around. Uh, yes, and... I'm great at kicking, but you see, I should have treated you better. 
If only my uncle didn't die in that battery accident, huh? May he rest in profit. Calipers, you are the finest assistant director that I have ever worked with. I, I'm, I'm the only assistant director you've ever worked with. And you don't need a mum or a dad to have a family. And just because they happen to be the ones who decided to have shitty, half-drunk, unfulfilling sex at the back eyes of some field at four in the morning doesn't make them any more important to you than us. We're your family, Calipers. Me, the actors, everyone. Really? I suppose, yes. Gag. A tender moment. <laughs> These people are literally the scum of the universe and they think they can have um, <laughs> feelings. Hmm. A choice, honey. A motherfucking choice. Oh, look, a little Japanese car has decided to interrupt our little loving. Beep, beep. Here goes Miss Honda Civic. Dire calipers coming out of the cold. It's like far too sad out there. The clay dust today would choke you. I think I'll head to the hub, actually, you know? Give you two some time on your own. Bye! He walks off, a little smile on his face. Oh, that's so cute. So, how's the play coming along? Well, <laughs> we're still in a very conceptual phase, you know? We really want to give the power to the actors on this one. Get them to bring out the best in themselves, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. What we're really trying to do is capture the essence of humanity, you know. Really peel back some layers and get us to ask ourselves who we really are. Uh, I think that all art should, should do... Sorry. I think that all art should do that in some form or another. Otherwise, it's just crap. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, of course. We want these actors really to be in the moment when they're on the stage. Really get into that beautiful flow, you know. That's so wonderful, Dyer. What? What is it? Would you mind talking about something that uh, isn't the play, please? Oh, oh, of course, yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, you did ask me how the play was going, but I, I guess I got a bit carried away there. Well, what would you like to talk about? I don't know. Oh, okay. Are you and Glass still, um, you know? No, it's glad to see the back of that sad sack of an ass. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I heard he doesn't even mind clay. He just goes into the minds of everybody, but he can't get past a certain point because of his massive ass. I heard he eats bars of soap because he doesn't like the way toothbrushes feel. <laughs> I heard he eats children. Oh, my cork, Dyer. Why do you think his ass is so fat? <sighs> because of all the children. All the weight just goes straight to that ass, Corp love him. No. No, Corp love him. Corp fuck him, more like. Corp fuck that fat ass, am I right? Girl! <laughs> so right. And so the merriment continued between Dyer and Hawundai all through the night. <laughs> I said I wonder. <laughs> Sorry. And so the merriment continued between Dyer and Hyundai all through the night, but not everybody was feeling the post-rehearsal cheer. And speaking of but... Tariff! Uh, tariff! Yeah, it's Glass McFadden. Mm -hmm. Slouching around sluggishly like a man with no bones in search of everybody's favourite tool of the system. Oh, <laughs> there he is. Hmm? Oh, McFadden. What is it? Look, uh, listen. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. No, okay, that's been done. Fuck. Right, what even is the point? What do you mean? Uh, no singing, for corpse sake. I've had enough of your vocal range already. 
I have no vocal range, all right? But I'm practicing, whatever. I mean, this, this, this play, these people, this whole core forsaken fucking compound. I'm at my limit. I tried, okay? I tried to make it work. But then Mitsu came back, which which was bad. And then I made a, a total ass of myself in front of her, which was which was even worse. And now I have to watch her laughing and smiling with that talentous hack, Dire Hector, which is the worst. <laughs> she used to laugh like that with 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 me. <laughs> we 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 were the, the best wedding band in, in this whole compound. They were, in fact, the only wedding band in Awfully Compound. Ah, uh, no! <laughs> Where am I? Right? Making rinky-dink, royalty-free free numbers for this respite propaganda piece? <laughs> I'm not even going to get to go to Mars. I'm going to get my tether here. Just, just, just let me out of this place. Hmm? Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What exactly are you looking for of me again? I want the transfer out of Awfully. To any of the other compounds, one on this island, one on fucking Mercury. I don't care. <laughs> I'll work for six production cycles, mining plutonium or whatever it is the corporation wants. I've outgrown this place. So please, right, give me a transfer. Please. Come on. Tara stayed silent for a minute. It was a very dull 60 seconds. So, um... Yeah, we'll just fast forward this thing, okay, will we? Okay, so then one minute later. Uh, tariff? No. What? Apologies, but no. I cannot transfer you to another compound. The corporation has rejected your application at this time. Goodbye. No! No! You can't say no! <laughs> I very much can. Goodbye. No, 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 you can't. Stop saying no. At least tell me why you can't transfer me. The corporation is not required to answer your questions. Please, look, I'm, uh, I'm on my knees now and everything, okay? I'm begging you. Tell me why. Oh, fine, but get up. It's... <clears throat> It's complicated. It's respite cycle, and you are a part of the piece, even if you aren't an actor. And Awfully Compound is having certain issues that would make it uh, unwise to reduce the population of workers. Perform well in the respite cycle piece. Apply again after that. Maybe then you'll get your wish, but until then, I can't transfer you. So long. <gasps> Gagatandra. And there goes Tarith, turning his back on Glass, who's once again fallen on the floor in sorrow. Yikes. <gasps> Corpse sake. As Glass's complaints are drowned out by the flailing of his ass cheeks, the moon begins to rise over the town of Offaly. The streets are empty. And all that hangs in the air is the usual stench of misery. The layer of smog that lay in the sky above, the town stopped all but a few strands of moonlight from reaching the ground. Usually not enough to illuminate anything. On this night, however, one of the moonbeams found the ancient and crooked form of one Goody Proctor. He sits near the town's grave's pit, a seemingly bottom, no pun intended, hole, no pun intended, where the corporation shamelessly dumps, no pun intended, the bodies of dead workers by the truckload, no pun intended. The senile senior citizen sits with his head down by the pit's edge, mumbling a silent prayer. Someone approaches from behind him, but who could it possibly be at this hour? Goody knows all too well. Is that the skeletal form of death looming over my shoulder? <laughs> An old friend at this point. I welcome you. Who told you? Let me guess. The orphan kid squealed, didn't she? I knew we shouldn't have trusted her. 
Oh, calm yourself, child of the automobile. My precious child of ice and snow merely confirmed what these old bones of mine have been telling me for many, many cycles. You needn't blame her or yourself for what is about to happen. It's nothing personal, old-timer. It has to be done. It's for the people. And what'll happen then, if you win? We'll make this world a better place again. We'll let people be free. Let them marry who they want, choose who they want, what they want. Freedom, Goody Proctor. That's all we want for all of us. It's freedom. Oh, well... I couldn't possibly ask for a more noble end to a life full of failure, anal sex, and misery. <laughs> I guess I'll be seeing you again at long last, my love. I hope you can forgive me. This tragic tale has finally reached its end. By the ground I was formed, and to the ground I return. Do what you must, Goody Mitsu, but make it quick. I'm sorry. Oh, don't be. It's for the people. Closing his eyes and the mumbling one final chant, Goody Proctor bows his head. Mitsu approaches him and places a silver dagger to the brittle man's neck. Her left hand grips what little hair he has left and her right hand drags the knife across his jugular. Blood begins to spurt from the opened womb and glimmers beneath the moonlight. Mitsu steps back and watches as the corpse of the town sage cascades into the darkness of the grave pit. What no one sees is the smile on Goody's face at the prospect of seeing his last, long last lover after many long cycled of cold isolation. Mitsu turns to leave the pit, the weight of guilt squeezing tears from her eyes. Corp, this better be worth it. This all better be worth it. But meanwhile, in a dark alleyway hidden from any watching eyes, Laurie J has come to meet with someone unexpected. Ooh, a revolutionary girl boss usually doesn't have time for men of any kind. But on this dark evening wrought with bloodshed, she decides to make an exception. Hearing footsteps, she pulls her gun from its holster with one hand and uses the torch of her Zek phone trademark with the other. Hands up and walk forward slowly. Illuminated by the artificial light, Tarif emerges from the shadows, posture perfect as always, and his hands are empty. Let's be civil about this, shall we? Please! You're asking me to be civil when A, you're a man, and B, you work for the corporation? Like, check yourself, please, and thank you. Charming. So, leading rebellions now, are we? Little far from drinking iced nettle lattes and posting to Zinstagram every five minutes. <laughs> Lose the high and mighty attitude, all right? You're the corporation's pencil-pushing bitch, and I have a fully loaded pistol. Who exactly is holding all the cards here? Insult me all you like. <laughs> but even you know that the answer to that question isn't you. Come again? The corporation. I'm talking about the corporation. You think your rebellion's plans have slipped under the radar? Well, they haven't. They've known something's been off for months. They're waiting for the right moment to wipe us off the map. If you choose to fight them, you'll be giving them the reason they've been looking for. Us? Uh, yeah. Okay, keep talking like you're one of us, why don't you? What? So you think I like the way things are right now? That I think the corporation is infallible? Don't be ridiculous. A town where people can't stand up straight, are served bath juice on a regular basis, and are forced to listen to Tellus phone can't be anything except hell on earth. So you agree with what we're fighting for? I agree that the corporation needs to change. Fighting them isn't going to achieve anything close to that. They'll wipe all of us out and pave over awfully as if it's nothing more than an old car park. Tariff's warning causes Lorai Jeans to turn away. 
She stares at her perfectly contoured face reflected on the screen of her Zek phone, trademarked. She remembered a time when she couldn't look beyond the borders of a, a digital world, a childhood of corporation ads, products and propaganda that convinced her that life was better this way. It was all a blur in her mind. Nothing was concrete, nothing seemed real. Not until one day, when it was snatched from her hands by a common street child and suddenly free from propaganda, low-rise genes could realize what life could be like. Life free from constant brainwashing. Sorry, not sorry, Mr. Desk Jockey, but I'm not gonna stand back and let some faceless, father-killing, freedom-hating fucks drag me through the dirt. You might be willing to bend over and let the corporation keep giving it to you from behind, but not this bitch. They've literally taken everything from me. My father, my childhood, and any chance I ever had at actually being happy. They've done the same to you, Mitsu, Springtime, and every other miserable little freak in this town. None of us have ever experienced any kind of feeling without the corporation having something to say about it. I've seen people work themselves into the ground. I've seen people murdered for giving the corporation exactly what they wanted. There's no winning if we allow things to stay like this. We don't ever get to win. You get that, don't you, pencil pusher? So I say, let them kill me and let them kill every single person that wants to fight with me. They gun us down, blow us to pieces and act like we never existed as they tarmac over this place. But we'll know. We'll all know that in those moments, we had a choice. A choice that the corporation couldn't control for once, no matter how hard they tried. And in doing that, we are free. We choose to stand, fight, and die so that someday people like us might actually get to live laugh and love. And that's the tea. Harris stood in stunned silence after being exposed to Lori J's powerful girl boss energy. God, don't you just love it when women... Oh, period, period! Lori J then trained her pistol on him once more. So what's it gonna be, Tariff? You with us? Or are you a dead man? It's your choice. Nah, nah, oh, 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 this is just too much for me. Purr, bitch, purr. The power of Lori J is just, ugh, it's melting my brain, oh my God. But before I can completely lose my mind, this display of raw feminine power is interrupted by a familiar chuckle. The kind that causes Taras migraine to return as soon as he hears it which can only mean one thing. Oh, Jesus, Telesphone has heard everything. <laughs> I have heard everything. <sighs> Lorraine's jeans, would you be agreeable to shooting me now? No, Mr. Tariff, sir, you're not quite so excellent, sir. Did I not tell you back in episode one that I should have been a detective? Have I not foreshadowed these exact events exactly as they would turn out? I have found you out, both of you. No secrets ever remain hidden from the town gossip. What's your username again? Tell us. Tell us. Phone. I am a huge part of this play. Do you see this, Mr. Tariff? Do you see how I am overlooked again and again? If I had been given the lead role I deserve in the Respite Cycle play, everyone would know my name. Everyone would know me. Everyone would bow down to Laurie J's six second attention span, just slightly shorter than her for factory period, bowed out before Tellus could finish. And she cocks her gun, points it at Tellus and declares, Die, bitch. Ugh. Period. Then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. She whirls away from Tariff and shoots at Telesphone. Telesphone, however, is too caught up in screaming to notice that they haven't been hit. But before Lori J can get another shot off, Telus grabs Tariff to use as a human shield. How did I miss? I've been shooting things for like ever. 
I always shoot my shot. Mr. Tyrus, sir, Mr. Tyrus, I do believe that it was your perfect posture which saved my life. Oh, joy. The murderous girl boss was aiming for head height. Your head height, but mine is five inches below. (laughs) You really think I won't shoot you through him? I've cut way better people out of my life before. I'm so good at cutting people out. I'm literally just going to shoot you both right now. But before Lori J could make another good threat, Tella spotted something in the folds of Taras's robe. Oh, get your mind out of the gutter, bitch. It was a <gasps> gun. Listen, Tub. I can't have you running your mouth about the rebellion or the corpse plan to burn awfully to the ground or my tragic backstory, or the way that I've revealed that I'm not actually aloof and empathetic. Listen, I object to animal cruelty, but I'm going to have to put you both down. Permanently. Sorry, not sorry, girlies. Telephone saw their opportunity as Lori J flicked her balayage ends, and with a crazed glee arising from Telus's first main character moment, they shot Lori J right between their ribs. Uh, what the fuck? That's so fucking toxic. We literally could have just communicated and cleared the air with a chat by the fire pit to see where each of our heads were at. No, no, don't worry, Laurie J. You're not going to die because of my self-defense. No, 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 no. You have something I want and I'm going to take it from you. (laughs) If you wanted to borrow my top, you could have just asked. Would have fit you, but it has bloodstains on it now. The play! I want your role in the play. With your untimely death so close to the performance, there won't be time for anyone else to learn your lines. They will need someone who has studied the script to perfection, who knows every line, every sigh, every glance for every character on the page. They will need someone so charismatic and talented that the audience will forget about the suspicious circumstances surrounding the casting and be swept up in the magic of the delivery. They will need Tellus' phone! I will make sure that you never get a speaking part in the play if it's the last thing I do. That may have been the wrong thing to say to the person still holding a gun. In that case, Mr. Tariff, sir, perhaps I should choose the last thing you do. Tellus held the gun to Tariff's temple, and as Tariff looked them in the eye to receive his death with honour, he could not see any trace of the migraine-induced gossip he had known days ago. Now, there was only a shell of an individual left, consumed by ambition. Tellus flexed her finger and pulled the trigger. Gah! Why did you shoot me in the stomach? The citizens of Orphalia are stupid, Tariff. Dim wish it to the most extreme degree, but even they would notice the bodies of the corpse representative and the town's mean girl. Your last act will be in service of my dream to take the blame for Laurie J's murder while I blast off into Mars. Yes, Tariff, I know of the corpse plan to destroy Orphalia, and I know that no one will be spared their wrath, not even you. Therefore, you can rest easy knowing that you will have been an instrumental part in helping me achieve my dreams. You could have avoided this if you had only given me the role from the start, but you you forced my hand. I was always meant to be a star. No one else in this pathetic town is worthy of it. But none of you ever saw that. (laughs) Well, they'll, they'll all see. It'll be the last thing they'll see as awfully is rolled over and destroyed, its citizens will look up for the last time to see telephone above them in a rocket to Mars. Uh, I wish you would have done me the mercy of shooting my eardrums instead. No, Tariff, sir. I shot you in the stomach, so you will never be able to stand straight again. Your perfect posture is no more. For the last few days of your life, at least, you will know what it is like to be brought low by Orphaly. With that, Tellus ambled out of the alleyway, leaving the scapegoat Tariff 
and the not-quite-dead Lori J? BJ! Uh, BJ! Oh, no, not right now. No! BJ is my dog! BJ! Baby, are you still recording? What? What? Wait, what? BJ's a robot? Okay, perf! For court's sake, low-rise jeans, who are you, girl? I don't know who you are. What? 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 No. God, he's malfunctioning. Snap out of it, baby rice jeans. Quickly, I'm dying. Whoever sees this, bring it to Winter. She's the only uh, girl boss who can save us now. Winter, Tariff is right. The corp are going to, to destroy awfully. But you can't go down without a fight. I'm not going to make it out of here. And I need you to know that it wasn't your fault. But you can't let me go offline in vain. I need you to lead the rebellion now. I need you to fight for the underdog, the robot dog, the downtrodden and the weak. I need you to give people hope. And most of all, Winter, I need you to kill that break telephone. Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Goodbye, girls. With that, Lori J patted her robot dog, laid her head down, and fell asleep for the last time. Aww. Anyway, Tariff, feeling the life slip out of him, slowly started to crawl towards the entrance of the alleyway, calling meekly for help. Rest in profit, Lori J. Rest in profit, Goody Proctor. Rest in power, Lori J. Rest in peace, girl. You were a true bitch. And Corp help anyone left alive in this shithole once the executive and the rest of the corporation get here. Hmm. And next time on Awfully, a post-apocalyptic parable about capitalism. She would have wanted me to take over. Oh, sure, you bloodthirsty mammal. Oh, Bob, talk to me, will you, please? No, Rice Jean's death will not be in vain. We will make this the best propaganda play the world has ever seen. Mitsu, did you, did you kill Goody Proctor? That's, that's what everyone is saying. Uh, guys, there's a bunch of tanks just rolling into town. Everyone, quick, hide!